issue where there was like nobody else involved. She was just bouncing off cars at fucking eight in the morning because she was shit faced. Right. This drank is a little, someone drank a little too much Listerine on her way to fucking vote away Liberty State Park. Like, <laughs> but she's an entirely different fucking story. My brother in Christ, you are the council president. <laughs> For God's sakes, no. For God's sakes, no. What's up, man? Just back in the burbs. Not on the shore anymore, huh? Nah, man. Spent the whole month, July there. Working most of the time, but... <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. Relocate for a bit. Yo, that's a chunky keyboard you got right over there. That's just the word keyboard. Those are thick. There's the wheel. And then then I have like the other keyboard right there for this computer. Surrounded by tech hardware. When you only have one other roommate that doesn't really use the internet that often besides streaming the television, it's amazing how much power you can have. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like fucking scam should have all that power. No, no one should have that much internet power. And then when you realize that you have that much, it's like holy shit. It's <laughs> fucking sick. It's fucking tight. It's, it's got, fucking tight. He's got 10G up in there. Fucking uh, Wi-Fi is literally right behind this monitor right here. That's how fucking powerful this shit is. That's wow. great. Wow. Sick. How you doing? Uh, Be- gr- besides fast internet. Uh, uh, Which you probably shouldn't have. Fine. I paid my last rent check today in Medford. And I didn't even realize you were still paying rent. Oh, I was, I did that as a uh, good deed toward my current roommates because they were such good people. I was like, I'm not going to put you through like having to like find a roommate (laughs) in six months or whatever. Like that was like, I'll just pay the rent and like, you know, you'll find someone new for September. And they did that. So I paid my last rent check. They should should get you like something, right? I got my security deposit back. So that's really all I could ask for. So with interest, with interest, which was a (laughs) dollar. That whole dollar worth of interest. You best believe that I kept. How many living years? in that shithole for eight? How years. many years? For eight years. So my current methodology is, is like, yeah, you know, August is going to be a really fucking busy month. I got a lot of vacation that I'm taking. I got to close out the apartment. I'm, I got you coming down. Like, you know, it's just a lot of stuff. And so I'm just excited that that's finally coming to a close where I can just like not chapter happen. turn the page. Seriously. I just don't want to like have to deal with it anymore. And like my landlord was just like a complete fucking asshole about just the whole thing. Because like I told him I was leaving. He was like, oh, that sucks. Cause I was just about to put laundry. I was put, I'm, I was putting laundry into your unit. And I was like, you know what, dude? Like I've asked for that for like three years. So go fuck yourself. This, this is the issue. And I is, I'm I sure to you, he won't put it in. He's, we'll see. I, I honestly, I don't really give a fuck. The guy <laughs> literally has just been that 
absentee fucking, you know, landlord who thinks that he's just being helpful because, you know, he's doing you a solid because he didn't raise you in the rent drastically compared to everybody else in the fucking world. When it's like my stairwell is like co- collapsing apart and the way that you fix it is just by throwing together some cement and just throwing it on like and hoping it sticks like there's no actual slather that batter bro yeah it's uh how do i put it it's like the landlord just knows people that can help him out and fix shit and really they're the worst fucking people that could help to fix shit because they don't know what the fuck they're doing either band-aids baby yeah so i'm grateful that now you know i have an hoa and you know i'm paying a certain amount of money and i need to see that shit you know deliver and i'm gonna be fucking on like that shit yeah last rent check never dealing with medford again fucking anybody that lives in that area believe me you're fucked <laughs> fucked apartment there was within reason and now i was like the landlord is increasing the rent by like another like 300 400 just because so of everything other... all the development that's going on he's mindful of that shit too yeah the both the guys are staying there and they got someone else to move in there so they, they should, have to they deliver the definitely get you like a bunt cake or something i don't know but believe me hanging them out to dry over the summer believe me there's a reason why people are leaving the cities right and it's just because there's maybe a little bit more affordability for some of us and we're experiencing that but yeah i paid my last rent check to an asshole that i'd never have to fucking pay rent to again and i'm really grateful for that well, you got Boston, Jersey City as the two highest rents in the nation. Oh, how about that? How would can you believe that, dude? Again. Yes. But I guess <laughs> I don't want us to lose the sight of why we're here, which is to discuss a Jersey City issue and or a Jersey issue and then a Massachusetts issue. The thing that they were very mindful of was being like, how convenient are they dropping this fucking rent story as Amy DeGeese is fucking getting her fucking shit pushed in over <laughs> like running someone over and not reporting. And then like it's all on camera and yeah. you just are seeing people protest saying she needs to be she needs to resign. And it's like, listen, I know why that is being asked, because it's like stemming from a lot of petty bullshit from like past election cycles and stuff. But I do not understand how Hudson County Democrats could stand behind her, period, under this, like, due process bullshit when she didn't even flinch after hitting somebody. At first, I was like, ah, she had to be on the phone texting. Phone or drunk? Phone or drunk? Nah, I mean, she's not Sandra Cunningham, but... (laughs) She... She's just bouncing off the cars like it's fucking Mario Kart. Then when you see the one angle from the driver's side where she's stone cold, didn't even blink. Just was, drove. Was staring just, straight ahead. The dude hit the car and rolled over the hood of the car. Like that's. I mean, it, let's be honest, some apologist for her, but like this guy did run a red light, but goes with beyond saying that no matter what, any normal person, if you did this and you called in six hours later and we're like, oh, by the way, I mowed some motherfucker down. <laughs> I just want to give you guys the heads up. You would be arrested. You wouldn't get a ticket. You wouldn't get some you would be fucking arrested for leaving the scene of an accident. Breathalyzer would have been fair at that time. Absolutely. I, 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 there's, I'm sure there's an incredible backstory that's going to take place here. The way that it's playing out, though, is she'll get away with it. Daddy. She's going to get away with it because of her dad, Tom. This is I don't even know how to pronounce their name. The geese, the guys, whoever. They're extremely powerful family that it's when that tape of the her hitting the bike 
then that clip of her like working her way out of a toe because she was endorsed by the mayor and she's on the mayor's slate and the union has endorsed her and you know she's tom's daughter and shit like that and the cop was just like yeah i don't care about any of that like you got to move your car no one can like move if your car's here like no one can make this turn if your car's here we got to tow it a real life caught on camera thing that of something that happens every day in Jersey City, something that happens every day in Hudson County. Luckily, that guy, luckily, that guy wasn't killed. You know, it's really fortunate that that guy was able to walk away. I don't know his condition, but like, you know, he wasn't put into a coma. He wasn't killed. That would have been real tragedy, whether she stopped or not. But that would have been a murder charge or manslaughter. Well, the fact that he ran the red probably would have given the out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're it's very clear that they're trying to use the legal avenue of he ran the red light and which is fair. But I mean, you still should pay some sort of price for there's some compliments that needs to get paid for just doing an act like that. Listen, I understand like I've been in car accidents before, not with like other people where I hit somebody or anything like that. But I have rolled a car. I have like been a passenger in a car that spun out hit a telephone pole like you there is a certain element of shock that goes into it still it is pretty damning that you didn't even hit the brakes (laughs) she blew right through like right through like hit him yeah there was no there was no like oh you. Oh, i stopped and then i kept going no she kept going and it it was was it's just another instance of these people being pieces of shit because they are pieces of shit because there's no accountability because there's no repercussions for people like this and it's so bad that the mayor can't even issue like a damning statement like he said some bullshit like yeah there's really no reason why you should ever leave the scene of an accident which is like just baseline what you should say that the very next sentence should be she should fucking resign and she's a council person at large like no hand in your fucking shit daddy will get you another job yeah like there's she'll be fine. She's not just a council person right like she's the head of some sort Hudson of like County democratic yeah. organization yeah. Which is just, you know, she will be fine in a year. Like everybody will forget and they'll yeah. do a political rehabilitation like all of these fucking dickheads do. The th- when it made national news, like when it made Nora's broadcast, like on CBS, I was like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> like when you start seeing stuff that starts making like the 630 broadcast and they had to like start parsing down stories of like what's going to make it to know that that one made the cut of that night. I was like, oh, shit, man, this is hilarious as hell. I mean, they're not going to be able to brush it under like Sandra Cunningham's, but I have a few things. A, I'm shocked the fucking street camera worked. <laughs> I've been involved in incidents in Jersey City and Hudson County, and they're basically half of those cameras are for show as the the turn. Yeah, it's a deterrent. But you know, it's certain not, people yeah. have issue with cameras. I get it. But it's a deterrent at best. Like it's supposed to prevent shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, certain communities they're like used as an invasive tactic. I, I understand that worry, but like the fact that you can't capture actual real crime <laughs> because the cameras don't work. And you know, like if you're doing your crime in broad daylight, like you should probably know better. Right. True. Yeah. In broad daylight, it's crazy. That's crazy. Second, how do we know this is the first time? This is only the time that she got caught on camera mowing somebody down. Are you saying that she's like she might be just a serial mow downer? <laughs> like, like there, there's no, like I'm just saying. Of- how do we know all of these other like? There's all of these incidents that you always hear, and like shit gets brushed under the rug. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, this, oh, that. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this was not the first time. It could not be. 
but this is just a big deal because it was caught on camera. Just like every police interaction that goes bad, they've been happening for centuries and they're really bad now because there is no saying uh, that never happens where you can pay off enough people to shut the fuck up. So, you know, unfortunately that doesn't always lead to the, you know, even in the cases, especially with police, that doesn't always give you the fucking result that it should. But there's always an out. But yeah, this part, it's another dynastic political lackey that probably will get away with it. So nothing will happen. She will not resign. And if she does <laughs> resign, she will be somebody uh, somewhere else. Dad's been at it a long time. You don't. He's got all, this. You don't build up all those connections for nothing. Yeah, Tom's got this. This is the time that you reach back. Throw that Hail Mary. <laughs> you know, there were more like, what? what's Dwayne Wade's wife's name? Uh, Gabrielle Union. When she retweeted it, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? I guess if we keep up with doing this, like I'll have some brief thoughts on like one of the local, like on one of the state races that are happening in like Massachusetts, certainly in Rhode Island coming out, because I just am like fascinated when I talk to people about that. Another podcast that besides milk podcast you should be listening to is crime town. That shit is crazy about Providence and how fucking shit went down. There's going to be a lot of like themes and races going on, but there's one in Massachusetts that, I cannot stop thinking about. And it is the state auditors race, which to the insiders, to the insiders, they're saying it is the most contentious one because there's always just a little bit of someone's got to make a, a little fire to make themselves relevant. And keep in mind, the state auditors, the state auditors job is essentially just like asking for audits on every executive agency and producing spreadsheets. It has nothing to do with policy. It has nothing to do with political agenda movement. It is an office job where you go in, you tell people to investigate issues of fraud or whatever, and they report back. But that cannot be enough for the Massachusetts Democrats. They cannot just be honest about what the job is. They have to overpromise on policy. They have to overpromise the powers of that job. Now, I mean, I guess the like first candidate that we have to talk about is our state senator of this first Essex, uh, Diana DiZoglio, very cute little district that represents Amesbury, Haverhill, Methuen, Newburyport, Mary Max, Salisbury, and a dash of North Andover. I point that out because a lot of what we've done on this program, we've learned more than anything that legislators 99% of the time are going to vote in favor of their district needs not necessarily what activists or, uh, you know, political influence groups say. Of course, a part of it is money. And if organizations like that donated more money, I'm sure they would be more effective in our political system. She represents a district that is complicated and 
will always be friendly to anyone who can think like Charlie Baker. And Diana has navigating that in a way that can cater to a very I think her story for Auditor is more of a petty grudge against like Speaker DeLeo and the non-disclosure agreements over sexual harassment cases and other misdoings that take place on Beacon Hill, which we're all aware happen all the time. It's always uh, two separate rules that exist for Beacon Hill and then the rest of us when we really think about it. But I also think it's just like she's overpromising these powers of transparency over a legislature that actively fights against such things. In broad daylight. I'm not going to disregard her personal story about being sexually harassed and using that as a vehicle to run for an accountability office, the chief quote accountability officer. Both can remain true. An auditor can't really expose that. And it's still a perverse feature of the chambers where we allow bad behavior to exist. One thing that I can certainly take away from her campaign and certainly her strategy has been a hodgepodge of items. She's certainly hoping that she can use more established people of color and leaders to support her, such as like Adam Gomez in Springfield, to boost turnout with people of color in our urban centers while maintaining a grip with the blue collar unionized workers, including our police, our fire, our EMS, ETC. I mean, the woman is a former chief of staff of the professional firefighters of Massachusetts. So it's not like she is well in tuned to our public service public safety unions, so to speak. But with, you know, those endorsements that are racking up with some of our larger and wider trades, a lot of the campaign mound power will be based off of how many doors they are willing to knock on. And let's face it, we live in a day and age where people aren't really willing to do that. People don't like knocking on doors anymore. You know, people don't like harassing people in person while they're enjoying their day off. So you can remind them that they have to go vote for some fucking job that's going to under deliver. She's not going to win the Twitter war. Uh, and that's just a fact because Chris has done an effective job. Her opponent, Chris Dempsey, has done an effective job letting most of progressive Massachusetts followers claim Diana's a Republican when that's just not based in reality. She's a neoliberal, just like Chris. He's not willing to say that, but his entire background represents it. And that's just another aspect of it, right? Saying all that, you'll notice the folks that love to chirp away about how she's anti-women, pro-life, pro-cop, basically anything that doesn't fit a progressive mold. And again, the auditor has nothing to do with policy, really. And this is typically what happens when it's a low risk, high reward having a statewide office like this. Am I saying that Diana is a perfect candidate, even ideal? Absolutely not. But what I am saying is that she's certainly doing what the other guy's doing, over-promising and will under-deliver. I do feel bad because, you know, Diana got a bad rap and like Chris, thought this would be an easier job to get more power to flex around. That power is limited at best and a lot of the people that pay attention to Beacon Hill politics know that. Instead, she's got to beat off being called a Republican. She's got to beat Chris, who's claiming she's not qualified and doesn't know the job. And watching the same people she probably has secrets on support her opponent because, quote, friends. It's sad that the state auditor's race has become a race about who has the most friends in the party. And Diana just simply cannot play that game. No woman is an island. But in this race, exceptions get made. I want to be wrong. I think she'd be fine as auditor. She wanted to change the system. Anybody can applaud that. Powers be, powers be. And uh, the message is not resonating with folks, or at least those that are going to be paying attention to vote in a September primary for auditor. And then this leads us, of course, to Chris Dempsey, who in 
the finest words is a Brookline Brahmin who has spent most of his career working through the Massachusetts bureaucracy and the Massachusetts establishment to get to this point. This guy can work a room. I'll give him that. He knows how to charm any Democrat. It's why he can appeal to people like Joel Rule, who he was up against in the Olympics, only now to get their endorsement. And it's because it's an elite club and people who think they're in it aren't. This guy actually is. And then, of course, like to add to all of this, Karen Spilka has now endorsed Chris Dempsey. So how different is Chris going to be when the same players in the same party who have failed us time and time again and continually blame Charlie Baker or Ron Mariano for not delivering what we need? I, I, you know. I don't know what people want me to believe. Do they really want me to believe he's some really real renegade when he's sitting there just like getting cozy with everybody? And the new argument is partnership is the key. If that is the key, he has done an effective job uniting the what I'd like to call the nerdy, progressive loudmouth gang and the elite that they are not a part of. So congrats. You've won that. Was it always going to be auditor? It certainly was the easiest route. I don't think he has the background or the bravery to run for anything else unless you want to call him a liberal Charlie Baker. It is very easy to run for a job when the person you're holding it basically says, yeah, you, you're good. You're also my friend. What is concerning is how Suzanne Bump forgot to tell Speaker Mariano about our tax relief. And here's the speaker blaming Charlie Baker. Chris isn't going to criticize someone like Ron Mariano or the gal who endorsed He'll nibble around the edges, hoping the legislature does something right, knowing it won't. Man, that's some accountability, isn't it? Chris's whole entire background. It can relate to suburban voters who routinely know there is a primary. That's not naive. That's strategic on Chris's part. And no, I'm not saying Chris is a bad guy. What I am saying is it's very disingenuous to say you're going to release admission standards, track the smish-mortion money, and hold the MBTA accountable for its dollars, and all these other non-auditor type of things to do to rile up an activist base while damn well working the Democratic establishment circuit that got us here where we are in 2022. I'm sorry, but let's be honest about what Brookline is. It's a bunch of limousine liberals who like to talk the talk, but get in the Volvo of a C and D line. No one cares that Chris rides a bike or takes the T everywhere. He's privileged to live somewhere that allows for it and can pay for a $17 cutty sandwich. Don't let this, oh, I'm the son of a public teacher's narrative forget that he went to Panoma and HBS. The dude is a networker, a deal maker. It's not policy for this guy, it's handshake. And Brookline isn't some safe haven for people of color. It's, it's a prime example of everything that's wrong in Boston, the Commonwealth, and the country. Centralized wealth thriving because someone else has to suffer and because people know how to work a room. Chris Dempsey is not a social justice warrior because Transportation for Massachusetts put out a statement disgusted with how George Floyd died. No one is going to ban gas pipelines because the state auditor says so. And the MBTA trains aren't coming faster because Chris could be a voice as auditor. I think we have to even be more critically thoughtful about things where the people who are enabling him are the same people who pushed us to support and vote for Kenzie Bach, Lydia Edwards, and other shapeshifters. They all had policy too. And at the showdowns, they abandon you, whether it's budget season or campaign season. It is not good enough to sit here and say that he has just a transparency plan. The reality is many people know that those answers on those questionnaires will change. 
will become malleable. It is not anything more than something to satisfy very few people so they can weaponize the answers for political gain. Be smarter and realize that this guy has everything to lose if he does, because he isn't planning on it. He'll take this for granted just like every other lazy Democrat afraid to actually work for a vote. (laughs) The state auditor race is literally coming down to two people who were able to work a very small amount of people to make it sound larger than it actually is. Liked Chris, the dude certainly advocated for things in the right way. But then when you find out that you're just becoming a tool to him get some clout, that's not good enough for me anymore. And I think that, you know, it's just very clear that these two candidates are not being honest about the job that they have. They're navigating different aspects of Massachusetts, hoping that the results will turn out when they always turn, it always turns out the same. It's whoever can convince the most suburban voters to come and nail in their ballot a lot. And again, a lot of politics comes down to friendship. And I just don't think that if you're not able to stack your friendships in a way that really can maximize your name recognition, then guess what? You're fucked. That's my opinion on that. And I think that just needed to be a different perspective cutting through a lot of what WBUR and WGBH and all those guys are trying to like do. I mean, he's already friends with literally everybody on WBUR and WGBH. So, I mean, at this point, why even have the debate? Am I right? <laughs> like, come on. Everybody knows Chris. Everybody, he's on radio all the time. He maximizes his, can, he maximizes his coverage. He's not an idiot. So, you know, yeah, let's have a debate now. T- we're going to have a debate now tonight, too. And I'm sure it'll be the same shit. So that's great. This is awesome. I love this. I love this politics stuff. It's great. 